When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rich Eisen. If you're good enough to win the East, you should beat the Nets. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Durant, Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyrie, let's go. Let's go! Today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, CBS Sports NFL analyst Charles Davis, NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner, and now it's Rich Eisen. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Yes indeed, it's here on a Thursday, two weeks before the NFL Draft in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we are already a couple of play-in games into the NBA. Don't call them playoffs yet, (laughs) but there will be playoff games played uh, between uh, both the eight and, uh, and nine seeds and Uh, Good times, uh, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. We have a lot of football on the brain. Ian Rappaport and Charles Davis and Kurt Warner, my colleagues from the NFL Media Group, will all be on this program to talk about what's going to happen starting two weeks from today in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'd love to hear from you at 844-204-RICH, whether you're watching on NBC Sports on Peacock or you're listening to us on Sirius XM Channel 85, NBC Sports, Audio, the Odyssey app, or this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us with some help from Westwood One and the Cumulus Podcast Network. We say hello to our podcast listeners and now the 401,000 subscribers to the Rich Eisen Show YouTube page and still growing. Good to see you, Christopher Brockman. Rich, what's up, man? Uh, Lots going on in the world. (laughs) There's so much happening. There's actually no basketball tonight, which is a little bizarre. What's up with that? I mean... What do we need? Off days? Like, come on. I guess so. I guess <laughs> that that should be part of making the nine ten game. Is you win it, you got to get on. Got to play the next day. Yeah, back to back. Don't Let's you think? Go. I guess it's hard enough to to I guess win two games in a row. Rich, we're having a perfect show already, and I promise I won't ask out of. The I game. think you should. Uh, you want to pull me right now? But I think I can still go. You, I don't know, man. It's, it's, we got a long season. It's a long year. You know, there's still months until football. TJ, don't you think I still have some gas left in the tank right here? I don't know, man. It seemed like you were struggling. A little bit. Don't you we see might, that? Jay, need to call Jay, I sound good, right? I yeah. sound good. I, mean, I don't know. I'm helping you out. Here, here's the thing: is that you, 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 <laughs> am I on a word count? Am I on a word it's count? Possible, Rich. Am you know, I on a word I count? Want to tighten up those questions yeah. today. Oh, 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 if my, how about this? If my, takes, if, come out? if my takes start to have less bite, mm-hmm. then you'll know maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. You may not get the full three hours in. Nobody steps on their own Johnson quite like Major League Baseball. <laughs> Would that be a bad thing, though, if you think about it? And I don't mean Walter. Uh, I don't wow. mean Walter. I don't mean Randy. Walter, Randy, nope. Wow. Nobody steps on it quite like Major League Baseball. Hey, lockout's over. Awesome. Isn't that great? It's awesome. Hey, did you know last night Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit not one, not two, but three home runs against the New York Yankees in New York City, including a 400-plus foot blast on a 98-mile-an-hour fastball up and in Mm -hmm. on him. We're showing the photograph of this. I don't know how his left elbow looks the way that it does on a pitch so damn in. And you could also, you can't tell because he's wearing gloves, he had also uh, lacerated one of his hands in the playing field, bleeding profusely. They wrap it, he stays in the game, and he hits his second home run on a pitch 98 miles an hour up and in that you think it's great. You just just got a piece. Oh, he got all of it, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. John Axford tweeted it out saying he thinks he just officially retired. 427 (laughs) feet. I can't believe the man hit a ball as far as he did where the ball was placed. And, um... Because we love the sport, we're kind of leading with that. But baseball isn't like the NFL or even the NBA where huge shot, right? 
huge shot or big play, and we're talking about it the next day, and people might be calling in about, is that player the best or that player the best? Or where is that player rank in terms of the history or what's going on in the season, even though it's that early? No. The only thing that people actually call in to talk about on this show about baseball or um, we see the metrics, we see the metrics, is when baseball steps in it. And they step in it again, even though it's not their intention to do it. And great baseball people like Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw are the ones who actually do it. And I just want to put it all out there and then kind of bring it all full circle about what I think the problem is. So Clayton Kershaw, we you, you called our attention to it, Christopher, as we were going yeah, yeah, out yeah. the door yesterday. Right around, you know, 2.30 Eastern time, 1.30 local time in um, Minnesota. On a cold day, Clayton Kershaw making his first start of the season. And they put him deep in the rotation to start the season to just give him a little extra time at his advanced age. And he had two months of arm inflammation last year that caused him to miss that much time. And he signs a one-year, $17 million deal to come back to Los Angeles. This guy's going in the Hall of Fame. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. We all know it. No doubt. And the one thing missing from this guy's resume is a perfect game. And, you know, that's not news because it's missing from pretty much every other human being that's ever pitched in Major League Baseball's resume. There's there's only been 23 of them. Exactly. 23 of them. So when you've got a chance to throw one, and you have one every single time you go out there, but you have a chance to throw one and complete one, man, you've got to take that chance. You got to. Certainly when the numbers in-game support it. Now that's what we're all talking about. Pitch count. And analytics. And going through the lineup. And how many different... You know, teams focus on it. It's all 30 now, folks. It's all 30 now. And Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, has always been on the hot seat for this sort of thing with fans about always turning to those dreaded numbers that the front office is, we all believe, imposing upon this good man (laughs) who came up with one of the more grit, gutsy, and heart-filled plays in the history of Major League Baseball postseason play. He is written in Red Sox lore for taking that base against the Yankees years ago in the 2004 American League Championship Series. And this guy has now taken not one but two pitchers out of perfect games with seven-plus innings. Rich Hill had a blister. This guy and Clayton Kershaw just had, what, time off last year. He's advancing age. His arm needs more rest. And it's 38 degrees out. The guy had a perfect game working through seven with 80 pitches, five Fewer than apparently what after the game was the number by which, uh, at which the manager and pitcher had agreed upon before he went out for his seventh inning. One more inning or 85 pitches, that's what we're going to do. They agreed. And then he finished the seventh inning still perfect with just 80 pitches. Maybe throw that plan out. And out goes (laughs) Kershaw. Here's what both men had to say about it. First up is the pitcher in Clayton Kershaw after the game had this to say. Yeah, it's hard. You know, I feel bad for uh, for Barnsey. You know, Barnsey did such a great job, and it's fun to get to catch one of those. And so I, I wanted to do it with Barnsey. You know, um, it'd be special. And but at the end of the day, those are those are individual things. Those are those are selfish goals, and we're trying to win. You know, and um, that's that's really all we're here for. And. As much as I would have wanted to do it, I've, I've thrown 75 pitches in a sim game, you know, and I hadn't gone six innings, let alone seven. And um, sure, I would have loved to have do it, but um, 
You know, maybe we'll get another chance. Who knows? In the moment, can you reconcile all of that? Yeah. There was no part of you that wanted to fight to stay in or anything? I just said, I, yeah, I mean, I would have loved to have stayed, but bigger things, man, bigger things. Bigger things, as in a full long season and staying healthy for it, and that's exactly what um, Dave Roberts was pointing out afterwards. Um, Barnsey, by the way, is Austin Barnes, the catcher, who for whom a perfect game is just as important. There's, mm-hmm. you know, you're written in lore as well. And we'll get to Austin Barnes in a second. But here's what Dave Roberts had to say. You know, I think there's a point where you just got to decide. I got to decide um, to what end. And um, I'm as big a fan as anyone uh, and a fan of Clayton. And to see a, a battery of him in Austin throw a perfect game or a no-hitter, I'm all in. Um, but again, to what end or to what cost? And so um, every decision I make is for the best interest of the player, uh, their health, and the ball club. Um, because there's a lot of people that, you know, are cheering for the Dodgers, not only just for today and Clayton to throw a no-hitter, but for the Dodgers to win the World Series. It's not a Dodger fan that I know of that I've spoken to in the last 24 hours that wanted Clayton Kershaw taken out of that game. Period. End of story. Full stop. Dave Roberts knows that, too. Dave Roberts knows that, too. Here's the issue. Written. March is baseball has become a game, not of inches, but of metrics. Inch is a metric, but of metrics. That's the issue. The heart, the soul, has been sucked out by metrics. And to the point where we fans can't tell the difference between a decision made for metrics or a decision made for health reasons, or a decision made on gut and feel without all of that. We can't tell the difference anymore because we're just assuming it's all about metrics because we're seeing broadcasts. That was an exit velocity of such and such a thing on a, on a ground ball that was a quick one hop to the shortstop. We're still talking about exit velocity. We're talking about shifts and where they are, and we're talking about guys who are openers not starters and we're talking about guys who come out of the pen and throw 100 miles an hour and we're going to take guys out at four and two-third innings who started a game because they're tiring because they've got 80 pitches they got 70 pitches pitch count this pitch count that i yearn for the days when we had pitchers who said screw the pitch count screw those days are gone though they're over they are long gone this is what really hurt me yesterday out of all of it Okay. Austin Barnes, this was his quote. When asked what Kershaw said to him after Kershaw hugged him in the dugout to tell him that the perfect game was over, Barnes said that Kershaw said, sorry, quote, I knew it was the right call and stuff like that, but I thought we could get it done. That's baseball. That's baseball. Hmm. Because the baseball that I grew up loving, the baseball I grew up and fell in love with and still are trying to instill in my children are the baseball of a league of their own. The line that Tom Hanks said in a league of their own to the Gina Davis character, Dottie, who was leaving on the eve of the World Series to go back home with her husband, to saying that the game just got too hard He said to her, this is a famous quote from the movie, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. And yesterday, the hard was right in front of the Dodgers, right in front of their manager, and right in front of their pitcher. And they would tell you the hard thing was to take him out. The hard thing is to go for it. That's the hard thing. And they took the less hard way out because it's a long season. That's what makes baseball great. It is a long season. And what baseball needs is Clayton Kershaw to pitch a perfect freaking game. That's what baseball needs. Because we're still stuck too much on all the other crap that makes it feel like what we're watching is somebody's chess game with a slide rule. Not what makes it great. 
Maybe unfair to say it, but that's the way I'm feeling about baseball, and that's what upset me about yesterday. The latest instance. Numbers, pitch count, whatever. I mean, Kershaw said that his slider was beginning to fail. Okay, let's see it out there on the mound in the eighth, brother. Let's go. That's what makes it great is that it's hard. And the hard decision taking him out, sure, very hard. Would have been harder to actually try for it. Yeah, taking him out was the easy move. Let's go, man. The easy move. And I'm not going to be as, as eloquent as you, go. Rich. It just sucks. It just sucks as a fan of baseball and a fan of cool, amazing, once-in-a-lifetime moments. It killed me to hear Austin Barnes say, that's baseball. Is it really? Is it? Is it? Because it never used to be that way in my mind. No. Is it? Now it's baseball, pitch counts, and degrees, and temperature, and this and that. How do you feel? I feel good. Go for it. Gut. Feel. Where is that anymore, man? It's still there. It's still there. I know it. I believe it. It's just not at the forefront anymore. Enough for us to believe it is. How do you fix that? Let's take a break and turn to football, shall we? Ian Rappaport, when we join uh, the rest of you on the other side of this break here on Peacock and Sirius XM and this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, what's going on with Baker Mayfield and how it figures into the draft. Charles Davis, Kurt Warner on those subjects as well here on the Rich Eisen Show on this busy Thursday. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. All right, let's move to football. It calms me down. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so hyped about this. You really I like it. I don't know. Because it sucks. That's why it sucks. It's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. You don't have to say it. I say it. It sucks. No, I, I mean, it's, it's, the, of course, I, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with you, Chris. I don't know one person who was like, great move. That's, That's not. I know. Off. I see. I see That's a few. I see off. a few. I see a few who 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 you know know the decision making and are close to Roberts and and baseball and the the thought process and Kershaw. He and you got to be smart. No, you're, it, it is. It is the. It is the cautious approach. Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> and I, I don't even like the Dodgers. So I don't that's, know why. You know what I mean. That's no. what I'm saying. That's how I can tell you love baseball because this has nothing to do with you, and yet. Well, really feeling that TJ, way. a fellow Sorry. diehard Met Sorry. fan, is on the phone line right now, joining me from the NFL Media Group. Can't wait to be in Las Vegas with him, letting the good times figuratively roll. 
uh, two weeks from tonight as part of NFL Network's draft coverage. Ian Rappaport back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Ian? I'm good. I want to ask first, um, I want to obviously weigh in on baseball. Can you guys hear the music in the background? Is it okay or do I need to go to a quieter spot? Where are you? Uh, I'm finishing up lunch with my two boys after jumping on trampolines. Oh, oh. That's right. uh, no, uh, Ian, I think we're good, right? Would you, would you all agree we with this? Yeah, okay. we're good. Well, we're as good. long as you're clear, that's all I care about uh, in this bouncy right, house known as the Rich Eisen Show. Um, there you go. Uh, um, so let me, let me just weigh in real quick, since obviously you guys want to talk to me for my baseball takes. Um, I am a Mets fan, as I'm sure you guys know. Um, one of the greatest moments in Mets history was Johan Santana's no-hitter. It was great. I remember where I was. I was listening on the radio. Uh, the call was great. It has happened. It's amazing. Uh, and it basically ended his career. Um, so then it's the question of, and that was really the worst case scenario, right? So it's like, is it worth putting your pitcher at risk for one amazing moment in time and a perfect game would have been awesome in April for a team with World Series aspirations? If you think about the worst case scenario being actually possible, is that worth it to do to your pitcher who clearly will want to be out there and who really doesn't get a say because he's going to push to pitch no matter what. Well, I guess you could make the case that, you know, you're one throw away from being, you know, Dave Javecki too. You know what I mean? Every single time you, you throw the, your yeah. arm, you know. I, yeah. I, but you are pointing out, obviously, what would be would have been an extreme result from Clayton Kershaw yesterday. Yeah. and um, Also, if that would have happened, if his last career start as a perfect game, He's remembered for the for all time. It's like the greatest I mean, last start but, ever. But, but that's but that's Johan too. And like he would probably say it's worth it just because of the place it has in Mets history. I assume he says it's worth it. But like this is the team that you know the Mets Mets might be good now, but usually they're not very good. So like is that worth putting him at risk for one game? Which like even still, you know, what are the actual chances of just finishing the final two innings perfect? Probably not. Probably less than 50% would be my guess. I don't know. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, let's go back to our lane then. Um, so two weeks from to, two weeks from tonight, the biggest surprise will be what? Crystal ball it for me. What do you think from what you're hearing or what you think might actually happen two weeks from tonight? Yeah, my, my guess, the biggest surprise would be how early a quarterback goes, right? Because we are talking about for the last two weeks and then for the next two weeks, uh, you know, how bad the quarterback class is, and there's no one who's coming to be an immediate starter, and, you know, Kenny Pickett has a low ceiling, they say, and, you know, Malik Willis is the guy with probably all the tools and talent, but he needs a year or two, and this is what everybody says. But we know uh, from doing this, and, I mean, Derek Carr's contract is a great example yesterday. If you have one, it's amazing, but you've got to pay so much to keep him. So my hunch, just hunch, is that a quarterback goes earlier than we would anticipate because it is worth the lottery ticket if you somehow just magically hit. That is a free pass for the next three or four years at least. Okay, so uh, it's take the quarterback's taken at six by Carolina or a trade? What do you think? Um, I mean, that's the question, though, is like, does Carolina take one or does someone trade up ahead of Carolina thinking they're going to take one? Like, the... One of the weirder trades we've seen is the Saints and Eagles trade, right? <laughs> yes. And everybody was like, wow, a trade. Hold on. What does this actually mean? So, like, usually, you know, usually the reaction of a draft trade is everybody loses their mind. This one, it was like, oh, huh, what does that actually mean, right? Um, and I don't know. It could mean that the Saints get three players in the top 50. They roll those guys out there, and they're probably a pretty good team with a great defense this year. Or it could mean the Saints got almost exactly enough draft power to move ahead of the Panthers at six. Both are true. I just don't know which is going to happen, but they do have enough to trade up if they want, and they do have enough to take three great players in the top 50. So that's the question is, do the Panthers take one at six? Does someone trade up in front of them to take one first? And uh, while we still have the crystal ball out, uh, the quarterback would be which one? Which one? Um, I would guess that it would be Malik Willis hmm. just because he's so talented. And, like, you know, I think Kenny Pickett will be a really good pro. My guess is that Kenny Pickett is this year's Mac Jones, who gets drafted into a really good situation, plays, and is good quickly. Um, whereas, you know, Malik Willis is probably 
what the 49ers hope to God Trey Lance is, which is someone who might need a year, but when they are on the field is awesome enough to make it all worth it. And then, of course, there's things that we can't predict, Ian Rappaport. Like last year, uh, if you had a crystal ball, you would have said the biggest draft night surprise would be Aaron Rodgers somehow either making it known or it became known right? um, uh, uh, that, yeah. he, that he was no longer going to be playing for the Packers. Um, and now this year, um, I think this, the, the big story going in involving a quarterback is how will the draft affect Baker Mayfield's future? What can you tell me about um, Baker Mayfield as we're two weeks before the draft right now, Ian Rappaport? Well, if we're doing the crystal ball, I would say I would go the opposite. Just my hunch for how it will play out is that Baker Mayfield will actually affect someone's draft slot. Aha! Because, because, like, let's think about it. You know, last year, you know, the Broncos didn't take a quarterback. Now I think they're set a quarterback for a little bit. But last year we were all wondering. And they traded for Teddy Bridgewater, and that really probably took them out of the quarterback game. Right? So this year, Baker Mayfield is available. Generally, these quarterbacks go when they have to go. A real and true deadline is before the draft because if you're a team, if you're a team that you know might think about taking one, do you say, "All right, we're going to take Baker Mayfield with a really high ceiling, a pretty high price tag, but that probably would be eaten up a little bit by the Browns," and we're just say we're good at quarterback? That would be the thing that could happen before the draft, and that will really set up some draft boards and probably shake things up a little bit. And that team would be what Seattle, the one that he identified in the, in in his podcast appearance that uh, dropped on uh, on Wednesday. Is that uh... yeah? I like I liked by the way how I, I was talking to someone about his podcast appearance, and I'm like, oh wow, Baker's going to be on this podcast. And the reaction was like, don't worry, he's not going to be talking about football. And I was like, oh okay, cool. Yeah, lies. Um, <laughs> he talked all about football, um, of course. Uh, I don't know how much interest Seattle has at that price. If the price comes down, if you know the Browns are willing to eat a lot of it, maybe we're talking, but like I don't know about that. My sense is Panthers would be a good spot or a really good backup spot where he would come in for like as like a seven million dollar, six million dollar backup and mm. be the heir apparent somewhere. That would make sense too. Is that a Tampa? What do you think? Well, Tampa would be a great spot. Um you know, when it was Bruce Arians, I would have had a better idea. It's Todd Bowles now, so I'm not so sure. But that would be an interesting spot and not crazy and would probably make some sense. What did you make uh, out of uh, Baker's comments uh, about being disrespected by Cleveland and uh, talking about uh, in the locker room that wherever he goes, it just matters if he's respected and not liked? Uh, I you know, what, what did you what did you make of everything that uh, on that podcast as a whole, Ian? Uh, I would say a couple of things. First of all, Baker Mayfield seems to be sort of what do they say comfortable in his own skin, right? Mm-hmm. So like he knows he's not going to be liked by everyone, so he's kind of moved on by that, and he's like, oh, I'll just be respected. Like cool, and he's you know he's not for everyone. He is kind of prickly. He says what he thinks all the time, which I like, but not everybody likes. Um, so he seems pretty solid with his place in society. I, I, I kind of like that. Um, the other thing is, I understand why he'd be disrespected. You guys know my opinion on this. We went over it a couple months ago, but if we don't remember, I'll refresh your memory. Please. I know that we all exist in this world until someone can find a better replacement, right? Uh, that's you, that's me, that's really all of us. Um, and if Baker Mayfield had that thought process, then he would be okay with this because the Browns were not going to move on from him. He was going to be their starting quarterback. That was 100% certain. He wanted to be traded. They were not going to trade him. It was definitely happening unless they could get Deshaun Watson, a top-five quarterback that it seemed they had a really, really, really outside chance of getting, and they somehow got. So, yes, I understand that he is feeling disrespected. I totally get it. But it was a once-in-a-million scenario, and sometimes that happens. Yeah, uh, and then he also talked about how he tore his labrum. I mean, he had no business playing football. He he should have. He, he said he has no regrets. Uh, I, I would I would say he should have just sat out. <laughs> he should have sat down. If he couldn't play, then then you know he shouldn't have played. And now may he might not be in a similar predicament. I, I don't know. He what would, would you say to that? Definitely not be in a similar predicament. 
like note to me, just this is whatever the opposite of a crystal ball is, the hindsight twenty twenty crystal ball thingy. Right. Is there there's no opposite of a crystal ball, right? I don't think so. You either know or you you have one or you don't. Last I checked, from, yeah. Uh, in the coach. way back machine, guys. What's the way back machine in Harry Potter called? Um, I haven't seen what's that. What's the thing no where you go back in time in Harry Potter? Whatever that is, he, time turner. There yeah, you go. Okay. Oh, very good. If you go in the time turner in Harry Potter, um, then I would say if he could go back and just have surgery, I'm pretty sure he'd be the starting quarterback of the Browns now because he went to play bad. It'd be a guy who just led him to a playoffs, and he'd say, this is my quarterback of future. So, like, he always wants to play, just like Kershaw always wants to uh, pitch. But mm. you can't do that, you know? So the worst-case scenario happened for him, which is he didn't play well, and they ended up replacing him. Way to weave it all together. Ian Rappaport here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show, uh, standing while his kids are going crazy in a bouncy house. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> So what? What the Raiders all in on on Derek Carr? Was there a point though at all combine? Because I was hearing a ton of stuff where it was possible he could be had for a king's ransom, and the Raiders decided to go in a different direction. What do you think? I don't think so. I I I know teams were interested. I know teams were trying, but they've been trying for two years. This was different from last year because. Not not by now, but last year, let's say the Combine, I thought there was a realistic chance Derek Carr would be traded, and I thought it might be the Patriots. Um, and then instead, the Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziggler trade themselves to the Raiders and keep Derek Carr, and he stays. So once, like, I pretty much knew right when Josh and Dave Ziggler were hired that Derek Carr would be staying and be their quarterback because that was the guy they wanted. Like, if they could have traded for anyone, it would have been literally the quarterback they have. So I knew when other teams were interested, it probably wasn't going to go anywhere. And then they doubled down with Devontae Adams, and it's like, all right, now we really know. So um, how good do you think they can be, Ian? What do you think? I'll just go straight football analysis with you. What do you think? I think really good. They got a lot better. They had one of the best, you know, they traded for one of the best receivers in football. They're not going to have to deal with all the stuff last year, which was Gruden and Ruggs and everything bad. Right. Um, I'm not sure they were as good last year as we all thought. Like, I think they had four overtime wins. Like, they had a lot of stuff go right. But they are going to be better this year. So, like, to me, like, playoff team and team that has a chance to make some real, real, real noise in the playoffs. That's how good. Okay. In a couple minutes I have left with you, why isn't Tyron Matthews signed somewhere? What's going on with that? What do you think? Um, because he's not in a rush. I remember I got a... Uh, a message from someone really close to Tyron Matthew a couple weeks ago. And, you know, I want to break everything. And I'm like, oh, this is a big free agent. Let me get in front of this and figure out where he's going. And the response I got was like, calm down. He's going to focus on his family. He's going to focus on his body, getting himself in great shape. I believe he's working with Tom Brady's trainer, Alex Guerrero, now to work some flexibility to kind of help him with some, you know, be a little more pliable late in his career. And he was focused on that. So I was focused on him going somewhere. He was focused on getting better and then going somewhere. So he's not in a hurry. He definitely could have signed. Um, wouldn't have been a great offer, but he could have signed. And I think it's really like, you know, for the teams that are interested, and we know them, they're at least the Eagles and the Saints, it'll be the same thing as Baker Mayfield. It'll be sign Tyron Matthew or probably, you know, pick a defensive back early in the draft. Okay. Um, and then do you want to take a bite at the uh, the – Story du jour that Brady and Sean Payton were going to Miami and then the Brian Flores lawsuit um, put the kibosh on all that. I mean, is there any there there on that front? Ian I Rappaport? mean, I've heard, I, I've heard rumors. Um, I mean, I'm sure the same rumors as everyone else. To me, you know, I have not reported that on NFL Network. Yes, I know. As I'm sure you know. Um, I don't I, – I've heard it. I've heard it from people who definitely claim to know – um, I have not gotten anything from the people who are literally in the know who would be doing it. And so to me, I have stayed away from it. I'm, I don't doubt that there are rumors. I am certain that some parts of it is true or are true. Um, I just don't know what. And so until I get 100% certainty on what that actually was, I will probably just let those rumors kind of linger out there. I got you. You know, some some good reporters. Okay. No, I know that. And and where do you stand on the Brady wanted uh, Arians out and thus Arians went out? Where do you stand on that? I don't think that's true. 
Uh, I really don't. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, I tweeted the night that he was, that that VA retired, you know, basically about how he got to do what he wished, which is hand his team over to his top lieutenant, Todd Bowles, with a great chance of winning the Super Bowl. Right. It was everything he wanted, and I got accused of all sorts of things on social media, which (laughs) tends to happen. Um, And I'm like, okay, either, you know, and I've talked to, I would say, six or seven buck sources and people close to Brady who all say that's completely ridiculous. Uh, and who said it was ridiculous throughout. And, and so could be, could everyone be lying to me? Sure. Theoretically possible. There could be some great vendetta to make sure that everyone tells the same lies to me at the same time. I guess that's possible. Or, um, Bruce Arians just got his team set, signed all the free agents, got Brady back and handed bowls the best team he could imagine. The other thing I would say is, with all due respect to Bruce Aarons, who I really, really like, I'm not so sure how much he did the last year, honestly. I mean, he was the guy. He made all the decisions in the end. But Brady did the offense with Byron Leftwich. And it's not like, you know, there was a story that Bruce Aarons would come in with a red pen and, you know, redo the offense. Like, that's not true. Like, Brady and Byron just did it themselves. And that's from several people who were there even before the story, any of the stories came out. So, like, There'd be no reason for Brady to want Bruce Arians out because he wasn't that involved. And Brady was, and Leftwich were running it. And they still will be again this year, right? Yeah, sure will. Because Brady's not a Dolphin in the front office or anything. That's the one part about that, too, is that so Brady's going to retire, go to be in the front office, and then turn around and say, I want to play the minute that Sean Payton retires. Which I don't think is even legal. Well, I mean, well, it would require an insane amount of compensation for both Tampa and and New no, Orleans, not right? Not even that. Can't you not play if you are if you are a part owner of a team? Or am I wrong on that? I, I think, think you're correct about that. And yeah. that's what the NFL is going to make an exception. Maybe, but it's like think about how many different steps along the way we have to go for right. that story to be a thousand percent true. Again, maybe some of it, but I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have it good enough. To report, so I will, I will let that lie. Ian Rappaport, thank you, sir. Go back to being father of the year. Thanks so much. I'll see you in Las Vegas, where neither of us will be fathers of the yeah. year. We'll be, we'll be working hard and uh, yep. hopefully sharing, uh, sharing uh, a meal or or the like. Thank you for the call. Appreciate yeah, it. Uh, that would be fantastic. Excellent. All right. I'll Take, see you there. See you soon, buddy. Okay, that's Ian Rappaport, everybody. Yeah, part of that uh, Brady stuff too, Rich, is that uh, he was going to join the Dolphins front office, right? And possibly take a year off and then come back, kind of pause his ownership or his front office role. Like a blind trust. To quarterback the team. And that's why I thought it was really interesting when Gronk was on Jimmy Kimmel. Gronk mentioned that, oh, I kind of thought Tom was going to take a year off, which makes me think all of this is true. How do you take a year off at age 45 and then come back and and, and turn the machines back on at age 46? Which is why Mike Florio and others have said, like, Brady's whole retirement, which he never said the word, was a retirement from Tampa, not from the league. Wow. There's so much it's stuff crazy. going on. And then, and then the conspiracy that people think that Belichick knew all along. That's crazy. And texted, you sent me that in a And text, texted please. Brian Flores. Mista- on pur- mistakenly on purpose, on purpose, like Larry David. Yes, mistakenly on purpose that getting... Flores to kind of set the whole wheels in motion to blow it all up so Brady never went to Miami at The mistake all. text on purpose, yes. just like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Correct. That's the whole... I don't know Once if helped I Once Funkhauser get out of a very difficult right. spot, right. like that's what Belichick did to Flores to enrage him enough yes. to take a step in a lawsuit yes. just to blow up whatever was going on with Tom Brady saying he's retired, but he's actually going to join right. a front office right. with the plan to unretire and be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins with Sean Payton, who retired with the intention of unretiring and being the head coach there. Correct. Okay. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones. It's like no, insane. I know that, but there are also some very incredibly uh, dynamic and um, uh, highly professional people who believe who who think this happened. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Or and are saying that our our friend Florio is saying this was happening. Yeah, Ben Folan and the Globe reported right. it over the weekend. Like, yeah. right, these are not fly by night individuals. No. These are people buttoned up and authors and. Yeah friends of the program it's, it's crazy <laughs> and yet brady will be out there with evans and godwin and russell gage mm-hmm. and we assume gronk will and come Leonard in from fournette the cold and, and fournette all back and running it back yep. 
And Miami gets Mike McDaniel, who is, as you know, someone who had us at hello, and with Jalen Waddell and Mike Gesicki and Cedric Wilson and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Miles Gaskin. He's still there, right? Chase Edmonds, too, right? Chase Edmonds, right? Okay. Yep. AFC's and Tua. Fun. <laughs> and Tua. So, everybody back to their corners. <laughs> Come out fighting. Come out fighting. Introducing first. He takes a year off at 45. Come on. That's that's it. He's like, I'm coming back at 46. I'm uh, I'm well rested. Come on. (laughs) I mean, it's hard to believe he's winning games at 44, too, but. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, We come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll set up uh, our number two with Charles Davis. And uh, I've got an idea I want to forward to everybody here about wide receivers available in this year's draft and what it might mean for a team that takes the right one. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. For those of us on the terrestrial radio audience, you missed the best segment in the history of this program. Go to our YouTube page for that. (laughs) Baker would not give the dog next to him a belly scratch. Unless I missed it. I didn't see all the podcasts. Also, Rich, if that's a boy dog, that's just a very awkward angle for the dog to be like, yo, what up, Baker? Not if the dog has been properly neutered, you know, to help control the pet population, as Bob Barker would uh, admonish. The Price yes. is Right audience, long before you went on and blew it. <laughs> I, did, I, did I blow it, Rich Eisen? Let's think about what you just said right now. PJ, why do you, why do you just open the door for him to walk through all the time? Because <laughs> he, well, he's he just talking it. about a dog's situation. He enjoys it. Chris, I, didn't mean so blow I, it. I didn't mean blow it. I meant get up I, out I, of contestants, row and <laughs> entertain a nation while, you know, yeah. getting all the way through without yeah. winning really a significant cash or prize. Yeah, and, and helping this show get a sports Emmy nomination. That's true. Uh, to That's boot. true. Yeah, so. That's true. It was welcome. a major part of our sports <laughs> Emmy reel. You definitely blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want you to say that when you're standing on stage with that trophy, though. How about that? Then you tell me I blew it. Where's the ping pong table? Yeah, where is that? It's still at home. Oh, cool. Enjoy it. It's not like we don't have the room here. Feller, 
Don't gonna, make me say it again. I'm going to share with you guys. I don't know how this is. I don't know how this is going to play on on radio or or this show. Well, if you got to say it like that, it's not going to play. I don't out. know. I don't know. I have no idea. The same way that I didn't think the the Price is Right segment was going to play all that well, watching you on a TV radio simulcast I'm, on I'm the Price is Right without as, able to show what's going on. I'm still confused. And that as worked to why out that was well. A question. So look. Um, <laughs> I have on my phone a bunch of music that I downloaded on my phone years ago because my kids digged it <laughs> as ch- as small children. Yeah. Okay, and uh, every now and then it plays when I just it connects to my car when I turn the car on. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you when your phone connects to the car, or the Bluetooth, Bluetooth, and for or, some reason uh, there's yeah. a function I can't turn off that the music on my phone plays the minute it connects. Yep. And so it's kind of like a mix of a. Uh, uh, a mix of songs that I haven't heard in years. Is it like Kids Bop stuff? Or like the Muppet movie soundtrack. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know, the Jason Siegel Muppet movie yeah, soundtrack. The newer one. The, the newer one. one. It's some delightful which music. Is, which is, it was good. I haven't, heard, I haven't heard it in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like the U2 song that came with the phone the f- that I never oh, put on it. the U2 album that nobody yeah. asked for? I don't know how to turn <laughs> yeah. it off. Yeah. You can't delete it. I don't know how to turn it off. You can't. <laughs> but one song, and then, and then I'll be driving along and I, I don't realize that it's happened, and I'm just singing the music like it's seven years ago. <laughs> and so one song is on my phone because the album's on my phone because my daughter really liked it when she was really young. And that's a Katy Perry album. Okay. And one song came on yesterday, and I hadn't heard it in years. I mean, years. And it, it's a great tune. Like, I'm singing along with it, and it... It's it's a great song. That's why she's incredibly popular. It's called Last Friday Night, TGIF. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and I'm yeah. now, for the first time, listening to the lyrics of a song <laughs> that my young daughter oh, was geez. listening to. Oh, goodness. And every last word of it makes me think, oh, my God, if my <laughs> daughter does this one day, I'm, I'm not going to get any sleep on a Friday night. Oh, I'm reading the I'm reading the so, lyrics right now. The lyrics again. There's a stranger in my bed. There's a pounding in my head. Glitter all over the room. Pink flamingos in the pool. I smell like a mini bar. DJ's passed out in the yard. Barbie's on the barbecue. This a hickey or a bruise? <laughs> Pictures of last night ended up online. I'm seriously. I'm thinking of this to myself. I'm like, this would be a nightmare. This is a nightmare. <laughs> this is a nightmare. I'm screwed. Oh well, it's a blacked out blur. But I'm pretty sure it ruled. Damn, last Friday night. You know, it's a great song. We danced on tabletops. We took too many shots. Think we kissed, but I forgot. Last Friday, I kicked out of a bar. When streaking in a park, <laughs> skinny dipping in the dark, then we had a, I can't even say what they had. <laughs> it's French with the number three in it. Last oh. Friday night, and then, and then it gets to the lyric, this Friday night, do it all again. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, oh my God, my daughter was listening to this. Sounds like my And birthday. I'm like, just Hell. so checked out as a dad, I'm not listening to it. You're just happy they're quiet in the back and not yeah. fighting and just, all right, whatever's playing. Yes. Whatever got me through the moment, just peace and quiet. Wait, so this came on the other day and you were just On like, my phone. Because I had it on my phone. And it just auto-played. Yes. Right to last Friday night. My friend Bonnie McKee co-wrote that song with Katy Perry, by the way. What the hell was she doing on a Friday night? Were you a part of these Friday nights? I, not, I mean, I've seen some of them, but, you know, no, not directly. It's a great song. I mean, it's a, you know. I think the city towed my car. Oh, my God. That's the, by the way, that's out like of the, all of them, I would, I would be, that's the, that's most, the one I'd sign for. The most and that's that's the most tame out of all of them. <laughs> and I know when I was a kid, my parents were like, what songs are you listening to? What is this? What are these? And I'm like, you're listening to the lyrics. I'm just listening to the music. Rich, and I'm hoping that was the same thing that my kids are listening to. Rich, you were, uh, this is back when you were doing Tokyo Gold. Uh, I think we had Ben. This past Ly- summer? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Ben Lyons in there. Mm-hmm. A story came up that once I had an old NWA cassette. Yes. Uh, you know, Ice Cube's group. This is after he left. And they had a, they had an album that was, I don't even know how to say this. It was a it was a phrase, but it was spelled backwards. And anyway, there was a particular song on there that I had accidentally left my headphones and my speaker. Yes, 
And my mom, I guess, went into my room that day when oh, I was at school to clean, picked up the Lord. headphones and listened to this NWA song. And her and my aunt, when I got home, were sitting there waiting for me. Bro, it was just a nightmare. Well, guess where I'm going to be on a Friday <laughs> night about four or five years from now? <laughs> Wait, sitting on the couch waiting for Taylor? No, telling my daughter you're staying home tonight. <laughs> Baby Shark. That's the one who's listening to this song years ago. Baby Shark. The song could also be you and Ian in Las Vegas. Oh, no way. <laughs> no, thanks. No, Brockman, that'll be whatever the theme to The Hangover was. That'll be uh Chandeliers on the floor, ripped my favorite party dress, warrants out for my arrest, think I need a ginger ale. That was such an epic fail. <laughs> and I'm playing. It's on my phone because I put it on, the, on my phone because my kids were listening to it. Time to have a chat, dude. <laughs> with Tay Tay. No, no, no. I don't know how she hasn't listened to it in a while. God, thank you very much. We maxed our credit cards and got kicked out. Am I wrong? I think I'm spot on. I think everything I've said this first hour has <laughs> just been dead on accurate. Dead balls on it. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs> Trying to keep it clean after I'm reading these lurks the on the Richard Show. Peacock only. Oh, that's peacock true. Only. Oh, it's serious XM. Yeah, you can work totally blue on that. Oh, I guess our oh. competition is Why saying worse that? right now. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing tank tops. So wait, we can curse after this? Like, well, the, during the Sirius XM Peacock, I mean, technically we can. How did I not Somebody wants it. to curse. <laughs> By the way, do you think anybody heard my Baker point of view about the dog is actually taking it seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because humans. I mean, Baker, what type of guy are you, man? There's a dog on his, ba- uh, on his back. Because right you know, now, on her back, straight legs in the air, just want to just like the belly's right there. Got to reach over, give her a scratch. Come on now, man. Right what, now, what type, of, what type of this. human are you? Hold on a sec. I was really disrespected, but I just got to. Yeah. That's it. I was disrespected, but hold on a minute. Uh, Let me scratch this what dog's better, What better scratch. way to talk about Brown's disrespect than by giving a dog a belly rub? <laughs> and the dog Perfect. pounds like you never gave us a, a rub. <laughs> I think he did. Perfect. Like one, year, there, one year, one year, they had one year. They had one year. One year you gave us a belly rub at the dog pound. in a playoff game. That is true. They did. By the way. Could you imagine he plays Pittsburgh, does that, almost beats the Chiefs, starts the season against the Chiefs, does what he does against the Chiefs. Because you remember the Browns lost that game on defense. They were winning, yeah. And, winning and, and then all of a sudden, he hurts his arm, he hurts his labrum. And if he had just basically said, I need surgery right wow, then and no, there. Shut it down. What do you think he would be? He wouldn't be I on think, that couch uh, on that I podcast. Think Ian's probably right. He's probably still the starter. Because they have no choice but to pick up his fifth year and then he's a starter. Well, he picked up his fifth year anyway. I mean, paid that demand. Okay. Uh, Charles Davis coming up hour number two uh, on the Rich Eisen Show on your phone calls. 844 204 Rich, number to dial. Last Friday night. Yep, that's it. <laughs>